1: Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHO show, Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Today is Thursday, May 4th. And we got a new sponsor here on the Edgework Show. If you can see there on your screens, if you're watching on YouTube, you see in the bottom corner, yes, that would be the Pinnacle Sportsbook. And Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook available to bettors in Ontario. Now, you can find out what professional bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. You must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and it is currently not available in the U S but thank you to our new sponsors at pinnacle there, uh, pinnacle. I mean, so money, Russ, you guys can speak to pinnacle and, um, how good their lines are in terms of shaping the market, especially here in the NHL and, uh, what they, uh, how they kind of set everything and what, what we base things off of when we look at the market for games and see the Pinnacle prices. So Pinnacle is definitely somewhere you, where you should have an account with. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you to Pinnacle for being a new sponsor here on the show. And yeah, as Insight says, may the 4th be with you. I forgot mm-hmm. about that there today. Today is May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> but um We'll talk about a little bit about last night's games, the Oilers losing to Vegas there, the Canes defeating the New Jersey Devils as well. We'll get into tonight's games, give our best bets. So if anyone has thoughts in the chat about what went on last night, if you have thoughts about tonight's games, your own best bets, please make sure to send them in the chat there in real time. And if you're not subscribed yet to the Edgework channel, I don't know what you're doing. Hit that subscribe button and so money, I don't know if you have it available, but uh, you could also smash the like button takes two seconds just smash the like button real easy hit the like button help your support the show russ i'm going to you first we talked before the playoffs started about devil's futures that you were holding on to about how you may look to play things uh, as the playoffs went on so your devils get through the first round there but then they drop one last night to the carolina hurricanes five to one is there any cause for concern with the devils and what went on last night against the canes
2: I mean, no, not not after one game. Um, You know, I think we talked about this a little bit in the in the first round and, you know, they shifted some lines and they actually got it figured out, you know, quickly in the first round. Uh, Last night, you know, I'm not sure what happened with Akira Schmidt. He just was not himself. I'm not sure if it was uh, nerves being in the second round nerves after winning his first playoff series, but he just did not look like the same goalie that we have, you know, been come to known and love here on the show. So uh no, I there's no concern after one game, you know, they did get actually dominated. Uh, the Canes played really, really well, which surprised me. I thought that uh I thought the Devils would come out, you know, playing a lot better after that game seven against the Rangers where they just absolutely dominated Uh, But no, I mean, this team is, you know, we've talked about this team a number of times on the show. They're very young. They're very, um, you know, kind of a little bit inconsistent. It's a lot of uh, buy in. It's a lot of getting, you know, the guys to buy into what Lindy Ruff has to say. And, um, you know, it's a game to game issue. I wouldn't be surprised if they come back in the even series next game. Uh, So, no, there's no uh, no room, you know, no cause for concern after one game yet.
1: So money, what happened with your guy Akira Schmid there last night? You think he's gonna be capable of bouncing back here in the limited experience that he has so far in the NHL?
0: Yeah, I think he's capable of bouncing back. I just hope that uh Lindy Ruff doesn't uh mm-hmm. make any knee jerk reactions here and uh, i right. and I'll go back to Van and Ed. But um I think I think Russ nailed it. Uh Mike in the comments there, um mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, the, the the devils had no legs and that's sure. gonna happen with a with a young team like we've we've touched on this before, right? Like they themselves said after the first two games in New Jersey in the first round that there were nerves there, there was inexperience there. If they are telling you that and they're outwardly okay with admitting that, that's something yeah. that you need to file away as well, right? So um and and I think that it's pretty um, pretty logical to assume that going forward, in these kind of situations, you may see that um, you may see that coming up. Maybe if they make it to the next round, we'll see that again in Game One of the Conference Finals, right? So, right. Um, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm with Russ. I'm not overly concerned. Um, I think that as the game went on, the Devils started getting better. Um, although that does probably have to do with Carolina up three, nothing. So they're not going to push as much, but you no, know, there's no, there, there, there's no concern. Like, like read the bottom of my thing there, right? Like, I think we all have to, we all have to relax after game one.
1: Right. Yeah, and I see inside here saying, uh, double started the same against the Rangers. Yeah. yeah. I believe that was back to back five, one losses. Was it not in that series g- again, yeah. that first round series mm-hmm. against the Rangers? Yeah. So, no no cause for panic. The other thing we had talked about and it's like it's not like it's something to look into and in essentially for betting or looking forward at, at uh, trends moving forward. but of the eight teams that advanced on past the first round, only two of them won game yeah. one it like it, it's the playoffs there's a reason that it's a best of seven series. Yeah. they don't call it over after game one, so I uh, yeah. continue to play the games, and that's what they're there for uh now so money you do have the relax up there. Uh, is that the message to oilers nation this morning everyone who all el- everyone else is has- who is an oiler right now telling them to relax
0: yeah i don't want to talk about this game i'll i'll, uh, I'll catch you guys later <laughs> <laughs> no but seriously I, I i think any any discussion about last night's game it needs to start with giving credit to vegas and and mm-hmm. and what they did they clearly had a game plan going into that game and they, and they executed throughout the game. So they, we knew that um, they they had a better defense than um, in terms of um, generating offense from the back end than the Kings did. Um, we also knew that surprisingly enough, um, in that in that King series, um, they there was a lot more space for the Oilers. So going so going into that game. Vegas had the game plan. They're, they were going to close off all the gaps. They were going to make it hard to skate through the neutral zone. They were going to have the forecheck going. Everybody man on at all times, and that was a tough adjustment for 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 the Oilers to make after um, right after coming off that King series, and, um, and 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 they couldn't do it. We we saw in the first period all the all the turnovers from the from the for, from from the defensemen we saw they just couldn't get to the neutral zone throughout the game it got to a point where you have Connor mcdavid now again a lead player best player in the world right now but even he cannot go through a team through through the neutral zone in the yeah. second round of the playoffs one on three every time mm-hmm. and they just they just had no choice because nothing was happening for them um, and the other thing too, is that, so Woodcroft started um 11 and seven, right? Fine. That's, that's, that's coach's decision. He knows his players better than I do. Um But then Jan, Jan goes down. So now you have, you have, you have 10 forwards. So you have no choice, but to blend your lines. Right. And, and what ends up happening with that is that you're blending lines against a team that is constantly on you. Right. It really, it, it really gets taxing and tough to generate anything when, 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 when that's happening. So um, throughout the game, the order started getting better. Now, looking ahead to game two a little bit, um, we know that that was Vegas' ceiling, right? That is the absolute best that this team can play. And that was a perfect game plan, perfectly executed, with the playoffs and um, why like we talk about the um, going from game to game um, you it's, it's all about the adjustments, right? So we know that there's nothing Vegas is going to do differently. This is their game plan. They won. There's nothing to change there. Are the Oilers able to make adjustments? So I think they are, there's little things they can do in terms of um, like generating speed in the, uh, getting through the neutral zone. Right. Um, There's, there's stuff like that they can do. Maybe they need to start dumping it in more. Maybe they need to get their forecheck going. So, so, so there's adjustments they can make on 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 that front. So, not not overly concerned. I'm more irritated at the way that the Oilers played to start that game than I am with 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 um, with going forward. And over a course of a seven game series, the way that Vegas played, it's really hard to keep that up. So, I yeah. do think that um, that the Oilers should respond. I'm not overly worried. I'm just annoyed that I lost money on on a team that um had trouble getting going in the first period.
1: There yeah. were a few mental lapses in there too. I would even say as well just like the late 2 minutes uh, I kind of talk about the Woodcroft decisions I mean not pulling the goalie until there was like a minute and 10 left and then Darnell Nurse hopping out 20 feet early kind of thing to get the too many men which negates the uh, odd man opportunity uh, some Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff but I don't know Russ did you have any uh, any thoughts on what went on in that Oilers game last night
2: yeah you know I think you know I think so many summed it up very very well Uh, annoyed is a great you know great reaction when you said that I completely agree frustrated I've been playing this Oilers over all all playoffs for some reason we went we went on the Oilers last night as opposed to going on the over and it's just like the watching the first period it's like completely You know, frustrating, absolutely infuriating. But, you know, it's one game series. I think, you know, like so many said, this Vegas Knights team, that is their ceiling. They played one of their best games, probably the best game of the series they have in them. They played. And then on the flip side, Stuart Skinner may be one of the worst games of the playoffs. Maybe his, you know, he played probably his floor, his probably his worst game of the series that they'll play. So if you switch those two things, you know, the Oilers are right back in it. And I was actually surprised to see that series at a plus number this morning. So, yeah, I played the Oilers plus one ten, plus one fifteen for the series. Very surprised that that even flipped to the to the Vegas being the favorite there, um, because you know I kind of sort of expected this going in. Uh, you know, Vegas Knights they're they're a tough team to play at home. That place just gets rocking in the playoffs. That game one was absolutely nuts, and like you said, a lot of uh, mental lapses for the Oilers. So I agree completely with with everything. So money said I look for them to bounce back. You know, in game two, and I, I think the series price is a, a very very good play right now.
1: Yeah, that uh, that day or nay. He has reached uh, Justin Hall territory so money. He is cannot be out there. <laughs>
0: like, you know like I uh, he, he he was developing so well and like I had high hopes for him. Mm-hmm. I thought that in like the back end there they 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 might have found something right? But yeah, he's um he's 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 starting to struggle now. I think that as the as the four picking up, he's having a tough time making yeah. the right reads.
1: Yeah. All right, well, there you go. There's a recap of last night's games, and now we'll get into uh, tonight's games with our best bets. And as we go through this... Yes, Pinnacle is our sponsor, and we do recommend that you should have an account with Pinnacle. But even as Pinnacle will say, one of the best things you could possibly do is line shop, and it is one of the easiest ways to improve as a sports better. So make sure you are always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like Betstamp to do so. Betstamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. You can save time and money by checking Betstamp before you bet and download the app today. And one thing you'll notice here as we pull up the odds pinnacle is going to have the best odds for the majority of things we are going to bet on because take the less hold uh, least hold of the majority of the books so just naturally becomes one of the best places to bet as well even as we pull go through these games so we'll start here with the florida toronto game looking at this panthers team comes into Toronto for game one, steals that one away from the Leafs there. The Leafs, I thought, had played a pretty decent game, weren't able to capitalize on opportunities, but Florida did what they did against Boston. They forecheck fast, they move up and down the ice quickly, and they bring a ton of pressure trying to force you into mistakes. Now this Florida team is a team who is not going to go away at all they're going to continue to play that same way through all seven games of this series now looking at them again here tonight plus 170 the Leafs minus 180 at home so money is this just a little too too far on the Leafs to maybe want to get behind here at all I mean minus 180 on them despite being at home would you have any interest in that would you look at an over uh, or a total in this game like how would you go about playing this one
0: yeah, I think that the uh the that the side there is probably where it, where where it should be. I I I had it there as well. Um the Leafs, I I don't think as you mentioned that they played poorly. I think that there was a lot of chances that they should have converted on that they didn't. Um I think they they, they did enough to to uh, um generate on Bobrovsky, I was going back at Bobrovsky's number. That was the, in terms of my scorecard there, that was the best he's played since uh, since a game he had at the end of February. So, um, yeah, do do it again, right? So um, that's why like, I, I did like the over, but um, that has been bet into range as well. So that's not something that I will recommend. But one thing that does stand out to me is the Leafs team total over. Um, I do think that... Um, I'm basically betting against Bobrovsky doing this again, right? So, um, and I think that the Leafs did enough to to um, to uh, generate there. I think that they do win the game. Um, I think that it was the team total was in the mid mid or the low minus one forties. I'm fine with that. Um, that's 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 the way that I'm I'm looking at this game.
1: Right. Well, I'm curious, kind of your thoughts there, so many. I'm going to go back to you on this one because I know you do do a little bit more with goaltending. Bobrovsky, I've heard a bit people talking about, people have asked me, especially because I do a lot of the Leaf stuff like, oh, are you worried about Bobrovsky maybe going and becoming the Vesna caliber goaltender that he's been? But I look back to the uh, series against Boston, even in those games that he played in, he wasn't mind-blowing it throughout the entire time. There was actually a very up and down series for him he comes in he lets in a six spot then he comes back in has a good game then he lets in i believe it was like four or five the next game then he has a pretty good final game but it wasn't necessarily like this guy was out of his mind in that series he had very good moments he had some good games where he stole some some goals away from boston that maybe they should have scored or allowed them to get into a position uh where they could steal some of those games but it wasn't necessarily on his back do you think this is more of a progression to Bobrovsky getting to that level that he used to play at that allowed Florida or want made them want to sign him at ten and a half million dollars, or is this more of just who he is where he's gonna have a good game kind of tail off and then good game again could be up and down
0: yeah so it's it's interesting because uh Bobrovsky's career trajectory here is not um it's 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 not uncommon right so he's got he's he's got the pedigree he's he has the Vesna in him right so so we know that he has that caliber now the problem is that um with goalies like that you'll always see glimpses of that throughout their whole career um but the issue becomes that as they as they progress in their career that level cannot be sustained right and um right. and we saw that in the boston series where um if you look at it holistically he was he was average um overall with yeah. glimpses of that Vesna in him, right? Um, and then that the, that's that's the way that he played the Boston series. So so that's another reason why I'm saying that um, I need to see him do it again, which is why like I would be fading him um, in 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 terms of this of this team total. He has that right. capability, but I'm betting against him being able to sustain that on on, on a game over game basis.
1: Mm-hmm. Russ, I know you were looking at the uh, the over here as well and I, I would imagine probably as so many has it here too now it's a little bit out of range. but would you have any thoughts still on the over with, or on the total in this game? Would there be any way you might want to get behind it? I see here Eric in the chat saying don't mind the over six and a half minus 128 at the Camby books. Would that be something you'd be interested in or do you think that might be too far as well?
2: Yeah, no, I, w- I would play it right there. I'd play it right up to about one thirty or so. Minus one twenty eight is fine. Uh, yeah, circa's got it. Bet Rivers got minus one twenty eight. Um, yeah, I mean, so many pretty much handicapped this for me. I think he explained it very, very well on the uh, on the Leafs side. Um, you know, I think I do kind of qualify. Bobrovsky as kind of a hot and cold goalie. You know, some some days he can he can play really well and stand on his head, uh, but most days, especially this season, that's that's really not. Um, you know, not the option. And we were on the over in game one. I just can't believe that didn't go over. Absolutely mind mind blowing. (laughs) It ended up 4-2. That was probably one of the worst beats I've had this season. Uh, Just watching that game, it could have been 2-2 at the end of the first. It could have been 3-2, but ended up 1-0 at the end of the first period. Just absolutely (laughs) crazy. And then it's 3-2 at the end of the end of the second. And just, you know, how we don't get that That uh, empty net goal is nuts. But, yeah, looking at some of the numbers here, uh, I mean – Toronto Leafs had 5.8 expected goals in that game, and yeah, a lot of them came at the end of the, at the end of the game when uh, you know Florida was kind of sitting back and not uh, not pressing not pressing their offense as much. But I think the Leafs will be completely fine here. I, I think that you know this is something like a five three victory or five two victory for the Leafs. I agree with so many's look on the Leafs total Leafs team total completely. I think that you know you could go that direction. You could go with the over. I don't think you know. I would rather take the six and a half at a juice price than take the seven. I could honestly see a three, three, I could see a three, three game here as well. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm on the over here. You know, it's been, it's been fairly good all, all playoffs. Uh, We were on most of the Panthers overs in the uh, Boston series and you know, they, most of them just flew over the total. Um, So yeah, and you can see that, uh, you know, Vegas has kind of picked up on this. Normally they wouldn't make adjustments like this. But when the expected goals were so high in that first game, even though it went under the total, they have really, really juiced this over. So, you know, it's pretty obvious that they're making a significant adjustment. I don't think it's quite enough. I think it probably should be seven, even money. So, yeah, I think over six and a half is a fine play. Um, I do have one player prop that I'm looking at here as well, if you want me to jump into that. yep. Um, We're just going to go back to Brandon Montour over two and a half shots on goal. He's just been an absolute beast. Um, some of these guys have just a flip a switch that they can flip in the playoffs, yeah, I think that number is just fine minus one twenty five minus one thirty yeah i would I would play it all the way up to probably minus one thirty five um but yeah, some of these players just have a switch that they can flip in the playoffs, and I think Brandon montour is one of those guys he it seems like he's just kind of a renewed renewed energy after the trade, and you know he just gets the puck on his stick and he just flings it from wherever he's at. And it seems like it's normally, you know, it's normally on net. And there's a lot of guys that aren't like that, you know, you know, kind of skate around and, uh, you know, don't do that. So, and he's one of the guys that are getting a bunch of chances. Um, the Maple Leafs defense has been very good this year. One of the reasons we've liked them all year is their defense, but they do give up some points to defensemen of all of the uh, positions. They give up the most points to defensemen. So, you know, I think, you know, over two and a half minus half minus one thirty or so is, is a fine price to go over
1: here. Okay, so we will lock that in. Um, I see a question in the chat here, Daniel H asking, what about Kachuk over one and a half points? Haven't seen the odds uh, yet here. I can pull them up on the screen. Uh, Russ, I was curious, any thoughts from you on Kachuk's point total? Over one and a half, plus 140 right now. You can see that's the best price available. There is 138s, 135s around. So everything is basically around in that area. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Kachuk points?
2: Yeah, I was looking heavily at, at Kachuk this morning. And I mean, I don't think that's a bad look at all. This dude is another guy that has a, a playoff switch that he can flip. He's just been playing absolutely amazing um yeah you know there's nothing i can say that uh you know that is anti that i think that's a fine look if that's the way you want to go you know i think that's a that is a better look than his shots on goal uh because that's actually drifting up a little higher and you know i i'd like that plus money value there so yeah i mean i think that's fine he could easily have a goal and assist he could easily get there tonight
1: all right um yeah, also the Matthew Nyes was brought up the other day there and he did end up scoring that day that he was brought up. But uh, as well question in the chat, I do see I just looked up Jeff's asking Are Leafs going 11 and seven game again or Aston Reese back um mark masters tweeted out that sam lafferty left the ace early and zach aston reese stayed out so likely going 12 and 6 again Mm -hmm. and just flip-flopping lafferty in for aston reese so seems that that'll be the case for that for the line adjustments there and then in terms of the over just want to Uh, for the sake of transparency here, we can't, we, I went to track the over six and a half minus minus one twenty eight, And as soon as we went to track it, that price was gone. Uh, so it was not currently available anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so it was, it was taken away. Um, russ so i'm not tracking it there because with that 128 not available but russ is there a price that you'd be comfortable playing it to um i see minus 135s there's some 130s those aren't widely available so again we're not going to track those but 135s out there um 131s as well especially at some of these books in canada where would you kind of be interested in going with this one
2: i think yeah 135 would be the max i mean that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it and then i honestly like i said i probably wouldn't even play it at uh at anything higher than that so yeah I, I mean i think you could still lock this in i have i've got over seven here the majority of the time um right and then yeah just to address a couple of the questions in the comments you know i don't yep. think you can go wrong with with player props in this series i think this is a such a high event game high event series that there's going to be a lot of shots a lot of scoring from both teams um so you know if you want to go with knives you want to do a little uh same game parlay on a couple of guys to score you know that's not a bad look at all. I just think I do. I think we could get, you know, five, three, five, four game, uh, kind of a wild one.
1: Right. All right. Moving on to the next game here, go to the Western conference, the Seattle Kraken and their second game in the series against the Dallas stars, uh, down up one, nothing, excuse me. After the first game, we see Joe Pavelski puts up a four goal performance in his return from the concussion. And yet that isn't good enough. Imagine that guys, you go to the, you go to dinner after the game, You're out there. Someone comes up to you, says, hey, what do you do? You say, yeah, I'm an NHL player. Oh, did you play tonight? Yeah, I did. You score? Yeah, four goals, actually. Did you guys win? No, you didn't win. Four goal performance, you didn't win. Same thing for Leon Dreisaitl last night in Edmonton as well, I guess. But that Dallas game goes to overtime. They lose that one, and this Kraken team continues to just find ways to win games. Um, Now looking at them, plus 188 on the road here in dallas for game two so money is this kind of did you expect to see that price minus 195 on dallas even after what we had seen in game one with with seattle and the way that they continued to play and just that style of play that they bring this like playoff hockey slow it down grind it out kind of play
0: i did um, <clears throat> i mean the uh, market sentiment on the stars is still it's still it's still very high as it as it should be um excuse me that was um similar to vegas that was seattle's ceiling and um we had and and we still ended up in a overtime coin flip um even after ottinger played the worst two minutes of his young career right and we still we still got to a a a overtime coin flip so i'm not surprised that dallas opened their day they they should be there Mm -hmm. um I have trouble expecting and envisioning Seattle to kind of continue continue this um and and the other thing too is that the uh, under was what I was looking at but you know it's funny I think I two, three, maybe four years ago, I would have been able to bet this under. But um but 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 it was adjusted nicely. And with uh with the juiced five and a half um I can't get there with Gruba right now, especially in a game that I think that Dallas should win. Um price is off um it's it's fair to me so there's no there's no edge for me on the on the Dallas side but I fully expect Dallas to respond and, and um and uh, win this game.
1: Right. And yeah. <clears throat> Russ, any thoughts from you here?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you know you, you said it pretty well. So, money, I yeah, you know, I agree completely. I think that was probably one of Ottinger's worst games of the year. Um, definitely, you know, his his floor, his worst game probably of the series. So, you know, if he comes back and plays a normal a normal game tonight like he should, I think the Dallas Stars should be completely fine, which justifies a price like that on the side. I think that's. I think that's a normal price. And honestly, like a, like a Dallas in regulation, it's not a terrible look in my opinion, you know, gun to my head, but I won't have a play on either the side or the total. Um, I am looking at one more player prop here. And it's one that we've played, you know, countless times over the last few weeks. It's the Jaden Schwartz over two and a half shots on goal. He's been playing really, really well. I mean, he's went over five of seven games in the uh, Colorado series, including an 11 shot. Yeah. I think, I think that minus 130 is fine okay yeah i think i i locked it in at minus 130 or minus 125 this morning um yeah i was uh i was not on this in the first game i wanted to see you know kind of how he played against a, a, a you know a better a little bit better dallas team especially on the road but you know he had he really had no issue he had three in the first game but it seemed like he could have had a lot more and he just plays you know he he plays so much time on the ice he you know he has so many how so much time with the puck that i think this is a great great play in the game one he had the highest expected goals of any seattle kraken player so you know i think you know fairly easy handicap for me um as far as this series goes i you know i wish we would have you know gone back and listened to ourselves because you know we it seems like we have all been high on the Kraken, you know, as a team all year and just failed to bet them for whatever reason. And mainly it's because of goaltending. I love this team's defense all year. I love their grittiness, but I just could not get behind Philip Grubauer or Martin Jones in goal. And, you know, it's finally happening where, you know, teams playing gritty, playing defense, playing awesome, getting goal scoring from everybody, you know, and they're actually getting very good goaltending now. but I agree with so many where he said, you know, that, that they played their best game of the series, probably that game one. So they should fall down, back down to, to earth a little bit in this in this next game. And Ottinger should probably be back on form. So I think, they, you know, I look for Dallas to even the series up and hopefully Jaden Schwartz gets you know plenty of shots on goal. But I, I think, <laughs> you know, I think this is probably a, a lower scoring game than game one for sure.
1: Um, I'm curious you guys' thoughts on this. Jordan Mosel here in the chat just says, it feels like the teams uh, that lost are extra juice due to must-win factor. Do you think that this plays any factor into the pricing of games and and how the market shapes things ahead of these after, hey, the Leafs just lost, Dallas just lost, they're looking at Game 2 they're both home teams here as well and there is a must-win factor to it obviously not in the elimination sense but more of a series uh projection standpoint do you think that that goes into end the pricing here at all and how the market moves this and shapes this yeah
0: absolutely i think that um <clears throat> there's um <clears throat> me. there's always the premium that you're going to be charged um in these uh uh, "Quote unquote must-win games." So um, mm-hmm. I, right. yeah, I I I think it plays into it. What I'm more, what what I'm more interested in is that um, reconciling the premium that you have to pay with the ability of a team to make the necessary adjustments, right? So so you know that the winning team they're not going to do much differently, but the whole like the fundamental analysis of the playoffs is to see. Um, the team, if the losing team can make that adjustment and whether they have the personnel to be able to do that. So in both these cases, I would argue that Toronto and Dallas, they do have the personnel to make those adjustments. I worry about New Jersey a little bit if um, if, uh, if a Timo Meyer is not in the lineup, um, but 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 of course, that's going to be price price dependent as well. So in this case, yes, you are paying the premium on Toronto and Dallas. But you have to assess if they're able to make those adjustments with the personnel that they have.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could go through, you know, any sport, any sport that has a seven game playoff series, NBA, uh, NHL, anything, and then go from game one to game two and there's probably you know a 3 to 5% adjustment on the you know if the home team's favored and then if they lose you know on that must win game 2 there's probably you know an on average like a 5% adjustment for for odds makers and that's pretty much what what we're seeing here right it was like minus 185 for the leafs first game and now they're closing probably minus 190 or 195 so yeah it's it's a very you know very necessary very you know, basic make sense adjustment. And like so many said, that's kind of our job is to parse through um, some of the noise, some of the underlying metrics and, and, you know, decide if this team can actually make adjustments and if the, uh, if the premium is worth it or, you know, if not, obviously, you know, cut the other side, but yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like so many said there, it's definitely, uh, you know, the odds makers are definitely privy to that information and do adjust it as the series goes for sure.
1: And uh, as uh, Jordan Mosel said in the chat there, the Spider Man meme Dry four <laughs> goals and a loss, Pavelski four goals and a loss. That's the same thing, same thing either way. They're both probably feeling the same way after those uh performances, yeah, I mean, and yet one of them is, is 38, is.
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> is true,
1: that is true. That is true. He might be away. feeling a little worse. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and uh, also here Insight saying Insight has been firing away bets at the end of every show of just of other sports. And I think it was with us last time he was firing away NASCAR bets in the chat there. So uh, there you go. There's his baseball pick for today. First Jays, first five minus 0.5 minus one twelve. Thanks Insight. Appreciate it. Um, all right. If you guys have not hit that subscribe button here on the channel on Edric HQ, please make sure to do so. I don't know what what you're waiting for if you're watching and you haven't done it yet. We do have daily previews and picks as well between each round we have series previews breaking down what we think could go on in the series how the teams match up against each other how they performed in their last round as well as our favorite bets and series predictions so you're going to want to see all of those as well as the daily picks and previews live every day monday through friday 10 30 a.m eastern time so hit that subscribe button and i took a look at the likes Considering how many people are watching right now, there is not enough. So if you are watching, you haven't hit like, smash the like button. Help out on the show here as well. Thank you to our sponsor, Pinnacle. Brand new here today. Greatly appreciate them for hopping on board for the remainder of the playoffs here and hopefully into next season. And if you don't have a Pinnacle account, we do advise that you do get one. You must be 19 plus. It is available in Ontario, not in the US. But if you want to sign up for a Pinnacle account... Click on over to Betstamp.app/EdgeWork as well. Available in the description of this video, you can sign up for Pinnacle using that. It does help us uh, by su- help us support the show. So thank you guys so much for tuning in here today. Appreciate that, Russ. So money. I appreciate you guys hopping on and so money. It's gonna be okay. We saw the Oilers lose, saw the Leafs lose. It's fine. We're we're, we're not we're panicked okay. here. We're, we're all good. Everything's okay. We're not, we'll not. We're not. We're not going to freak out until maybe it, it's an 0-2. If that happens, then I am yeah. going to be calling you freaking out. We're <laughs> going to be in. Uh, we're going to be at a dark place. But until then, it's all good. Keep your chins up. Things are going to be okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for the insight, the analysis. Look forward to seeing you guys next week. And for everyone else, we'll see you guys back here tomorrow morning, ten thirty a.m. Eastern time, for more daily picks and previews. Myself and Rob Pizzola. Good luck on your bets tonight. And so money, go Leafs go.